Hello, welcome to Locked on Sharks, the premier hockey podcast of your favorite tanking team in the Bay Area. Today's episode, Nikolai Kanijov gets an extension, and then we talk about the CHL playoffs, look at the Sharks prospects, and which guys look like they have a, a potential long uh, playoff run ahead of them. So all that and more on today's episode of Locked on Sharks. Your Locked on Sharks, your daily podcast on the San Jose Sharks. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, J.D. Young, contributor at San Jose Hockey Now. I want to thank you guys for making Lockdown Sharks your first listen. Uh, make sure you guys to follow for free on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. That way you know when the latest episode is available. So we're part of the Locked On Network where we cover your team every day. And today's episode, like I said, we're going to be discussing the CHL playoffs. So looking at the Sharks prospects, how their seasons have gone so far, and then kind of a, a quick overview of their teams and kind of what the expectations for their teams as they head into their playoffs. But before we get into that, I do need to talk about Nikolai Kanijov, who did sign a two-year extension um, for that will start at the beginning of next season. So again, Kanijov, as a reminder, missed almost two seasons, uh, dealt with a hernia and then an infection, and then tore his Achilles this offseason while training, uh, trying to get back. So been a long road of recovery for him, but um, I love this deal. I think it's a great kind of show of faith from both sides. We saw Kanijov, how hard he has worked to get back to this situation. And the Sharks kind of rewarding the guy for for his hard work. And Kanijov, you know, showed a little bit of rest at first coming back, which was to be expected, especially when you haven't played hockey for nearly two seasons, um, but played a few games for the Sharks. I know he's back down with the Barracuda right now. The Sharks have a little bit of a log jam uh, on the blue line. But again, I think this is a great opportunity, great for both teams uh, or both parties in this situation where, um, again, rewarding a guy for all of his hard work, believing that he can kind of get back to what we saw his rookie season, um, where he's, you know, really kind of took the Sharks by storm, uh, kind of came out of nowhere and was a great, great presence on the blue line, especially with as Eric Carlson's partner as a rookie. Um, and then there's a small bit of a risk, right, if Kanijov gets hurt. Um, but it's two years. It's not a long commitment, and it's only one point two five million. You can, if you want to send him down to the Barracuda, you know, most of his cap hit will would go down with the Barracuda. It would be a very very small amount that would stay up, uh, that would still be on the Sharks' books if you do send him down to the Barracuda. But again, I think a guy like uh, Kanijov, where you, you know, you can kind of see him starting to regain uh, his form that we saw as a rookie. And I think an off season of him where he's not rehabbing, right. Where he's just training and kind of getting back to form. will do him uh, wonders and we'll see, we'll see him kind of back to himself next season. I expect. So um, I like it for both sides. I think again, rewarding the guy for all of his hard work, especially for overcoming everything he's to, or had to kind of deal with the past two years. And then for the sharks, you get, it's, you know, 
all said and done, you're getting a potential top four defenseman uh, for about a little over a million dollars, right? So if you have Benning and Kanijov both at a little over a million dollars, top four defenseman, you're not feeling too bad about that in the Shark situation. Um, just don't look at the Vlasic, Carlson, or Ferraro contracts, and you'll be okay at that part. But anyway, um, going to be interesting to see what the Sharks continue to do with their blue line. Plenty of uh, plenty of time this offseason to talk about that. So um, let's get into the CHL playoffs. So as a quick reminder, if you're maybe just kind of new to hockey or just kind of getting into it or just a little refresher, right? Um, you have the CHL, which is the governing body of the Canadian Hockey League, basically all your juniors, right? That's divided into three. You have the QMJHL, otherwise known as the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League, or the Q. You have the OHL, the Ontario Hockey League, and then the WHL, the Western Hockey League, and the Sharks have representation um, in each of these playoffs. Um, some, the OHL, more than the others. But so what will happen? They will all basically play um, their version of the playoffs, uh, award a champion out of each one, and then we'll have a small playoff tournament to kind of determine who's the best in the land um, between the all three leagues. So, and I think the hosting city automatically gets entry. Effort. So, there's a yeah, it's fun. It lasts until like June. It's almost like until like the Stanley Cup. So, it'll be fun. A lot of a lot of fun here. So, um, and the Sharks have some some guys who might be playing very very late into the season. So. Let's get into, we're going to start from the east and work our way to the west um, because apparently that's how things are done. Let's start in the queue with one uh, Jake Furlong. So, of course, Jake Furlong, defenseman drafted in the 2022 uh, fifth round uh, out of Halifax. 67 games, 7 goals, 43 assists, 153 shots on goal for the defenseman. Um, so he's had himself a pretty solid offensive season reminder in the, in the Quebec major junior league, there are a lot more offensively prone. You, the defense isn't uh kind of what you would hope for. Um, as you know, Hattie talked about the other day when we uh, did Ethan Gauthier, you can get away with a lot more stuff in the queue. It's it's more offense, offense, offense type of situation. So um, you will see a lot of uh, Halifax. We'll get into it here in a second. Um, they can put up some points, and they had a lot of guys put up a ton of points this season. Um, so they are a two seed um, in the Quebec major junior league. I just like saying Quebec a lot. Um, they're a two seed in the, uh, like I said, they'll be playing the Cape Brenton Eagles. Um, so this season, the two teams, I think Halifax won like six out of the eight games or something like that. Just kind of absolutely uh, dominated the two. Yeah, I'm pulling it up right now. Um, so wow, that's a pretty nice little. So yeah, they played six. Uh, they went six, two, and one um, in this regular season. The Brenton Eagles, like I said, they were you know they're they're kind of a team. You know they're nowhere near Halifax when it comes to just like kind of the sheer amount of points and what you know. Uh, Halifax put up 335 goals this year, which is uh, insane. Like I said, they they 
put up a lot, a lot of points. They know how to fill, uh, fill the net. So they are led by such players as uh, Jordan Dumas, who had 150, 140 points in 64 games. Uh, Josh Lawrence had 119 points in 69 games. Uh, he was a trade midway through the season. Um, Alexander Doucette, uh, 115 points. Like They have three guys who put up over 100 points and had at least 50 goals between the three of them. Um, so, yeah, they, they can outscore a lot of their problems so those are going to be kind of their guys um for a long time playing top pairing minutes for them um expect them to be a big big part of halifax and um as they continue to try to and then oh yes one uh zachary lehu um also a huge he was a nashville's first round pick last year um didn't score as well as, as those other guys but he can definitely uh, light the lamp i know he got suspended for uh, a good chunk of this end of the season for a incident uh, i think he got into it with a fan and like jabbed him with the stick or something like that if i remember correctly so um anyway though halifax is, is one of those teams that could be playing for everything at the end of the season so um keep an eye out again Furlong could be having a very, very long playoff run. So before we get into the OHL, and then we'll talk about the WHL, do want to take a quick break, uh, talk to you guys about our friends over at Built Bar. If you're looking for a delicious treat and you want to cut out all the fat and calories and you got to try Built Bar, uh, great thing about them is they taste amazing because they're covered in 100% real chocolate. That's right, real chocolate. They come in great flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, coconut almond, and each bar only has 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and a whopping 17 grams of protein. If you're like me and you hate waiting for things to come in the mail, now you can head over to your local Walmart or Sam's Club to grab a box today. At Walmart, you can get a 4-bar box of cookies and cream, double chocolate or coconut puffs. If you're close to a Sam's Club, you can run in and grab a 13-bar box of their hit flavors, brownie batter and churro. Or you don't like leaving your house or you want a huge selection, check out Built.com. They have new flavors all the time. Um, I like the variety packs of one day you're feeling cookies and cream, one day you're feeling raspberry, one day you're feeling churro. They got you covered there. Or if you want to figure out which one is your favorite, um, head over to built.com or check out Walmart and Sam's Club today. All right, next um, in the OHL. So we have Ethan Cardwell, the 2021 fourth round pick out of Barry um, had a very, very nice season for uh, the Barry Colts. 62 games, 43 goals, 47 assists, 258 shots on goal. His goal was to go back and dominate it. And he had 90 points in 62 games uh, this season. So pretty, pretty solid uh, domination from uh, Ethan Cardwell. So I'm going to go through all the players really quick, and then we'll go back and talk about their respective teams and kind of the engines behind their teams. So next, Benjamin Gaudreau, 2021 third-round pick from Sarnia. Um, 44 games, 889 save percentage, 307 goals against, uh, over 1,000 saves. He really found his groove after World Juniors. Uh, if you remember, he came on the podcast and talked about World Juniors. Um, kind of struggled to be in the season, but I think really, really found his groove. Uh, really saw his save percentage jump up. Um, way more consistent. Just kind of really f- kind of turned into the guy um, Sarnia was hoping for it and Sharks fans are, are hoping for it, that he can be. So um, 
he's going to be a big key for for Sarnia heading into these playoffs and uh, what they could potentially do. They uh, they're a three seed, but they could be one of those teams where Gaudreau just plays lights out. Um, they have plenty of scoring. They they've got a little bit of everything, and if Gaudreau can continue to play the way he's played, we could be talking about Gaudreau having a very long run as well. So. Um, Artem Gurev, the 2021 fifth round pick out of Flint. If you remember, he was traded from the Petersburg Peets to Flint um, kind of around Christmas time-ish, if I remember, somewhere around there. Um, really struggled with Petersburg, um, was suspended multiple times, just kind of you you saw the physicality, but you couldn't really see the offense. And when he got to Flint, he really found his offensive game. Uh, 47 games this season, he ended up with seven goals. He had zero at the time of the trade. Um Ended up with seven and then nine assists with 50 shots on goal. So um, definitely know about the physicality part of his game. If he can f- provide some offense, uh, if you remember the Sharks were, he was one of the last players to kind of leave Sharks camp before, you know, I think he played in one of the last preseason games before they headed to Europe. So just keep an eye on gear, especially if he can be consistent offense don't expect like a you know huge you know like a jake furlong or something like that type of offensive but um if he can score and he can tone down the the penalties those are the kind of the big keys for him max McHugh, uh london ice 2021 fifth round pick uh played 58 games 13 goals 26 assists 79 shots a goal really kind of solidified himself in the middle six of london i was hoping he would kind of work himself into the top six a little bit more um provide a little bit more offense but london they just churn out nhl caliber talent all the time um so and they're always a good team so we will kind of continue to get into them um as for the ohl so like i said london knights a two seed uh they'll be playing the owen sound the first round um sarnia a three seed they'll be playing the gulf storm uh as a golf or guelph anyway they'll be playing those guys uh former Ryan Merkley uh, team. The Flint Firesbird, uh, they'll be playing uh, the Saginaw Spirits, who I believe uh, just won the rights to the next year's uh, Cup, uh, Memorial Cup. They So Flint is a, I believe they're a five seed, four or five seed, uh, five seed. So, and then on the other side of the bracket, uh, it's just Barry Colts. Um, they are a three seed as well. And we'll be playing the Hamilton Bulldogs. For the London Knights, um, like I said, they're they're very kind of a deep, talented team. They don't have the same guys that they had last year. Um, last year they had, um, they had a bunch, uh, a few guys who were just like absolutely on fire. I think uh, a couple of the, one of the stars guy, I think a stars guy and a Nashville guy, if I remember correctly. Anyway, um, a little bit more balanced this year, uh, like guys like Sean McGurn, uh, Gregor, George Diaco, um, and then Denver Barquet kind of leading the way for them. Um, all those guys are above kind of above 70 point or Barquet had 59 points, but um that's kind of been there they're just more deep and talent kind of than having the, those superstar type of guys so this year at least um as for the sarnia sting 
they're led offensively by Ty uh, Voigt. Um, he had 105 points in 67 games this year. Was a Toronto uh, fifth round pick um, in the 2021 draft. Uh, then you have Sasha Pushashov. Um, who is a Ducks pick, so we'll get used to him. Um, he also had 98 points. He was a required kind of midseason as well. Luca Del Bell Blues, um, Nolan Burke, like they have some, they have plenty of guys who can score. Uh, Christian Cairo, again, um, Sarnia has really set themselves up to be kind of all in this year, especially with the trades that they have made. Um, Christian Cairo related to Jordan Cairo, a Dallas second round pick. So, but for them, I think it's going to come down to Ben Gaudreau. Ben Gaudreau can play really good hockey. We saw it last year in the playoffs where, if you remember, he was, this team was outshot by 100. Um, 100. He faced 100 more shots in these six games than his counterpart. So, um, and they almost stole that that series. So they lost in six, and they almost stole that series based on the back of Gaudreau. So if Gaudreau can play that way with the offense that they have in front of them, they have a very, very good chance to go really, really deep. So uh, after Sarnia, we have uh, Flint Firesbird. So they have um, Armadeus Lombardi as their kind of the engine behind them. He is a Red Wings draft pick. He had 105 points this year with 45 goals. Uh, Gavin Hayes, another 81 points from him. Uh, Riley Piercy. So... They've got a couple guys here, uh, here and there. And then their goalie was also a uh, uh, Blues pick, Will Cranley. So those are uh, kind of, again, I think they're going to take a little bit for them, especially being as, as a five seed, but um, that those are kind of their guys for them uh, going forward. Barry Colts. Um, Ethan Cardwell, among one of their leaders, he was second on the team in points, 43 goals, 47 assists. Uh, Evan Verling had 95 points, 35 goals, and 60 uh, assists. Uh, he was a Rangers fifth-round pick in the 2020 draft. Um, they have Bo Gels, uh, Jalsama, who draft-eligible guy last year, probably should have been drafted. Um was another one of their offensive guys. And then Brant Clark, uh, of course, was the pick right after William Equim. He had 61 points in 31 games. Um, just a reminder, Brant Clark plays defense. So he was at a two points. He was basically a two-point-per-game player um, in playing on defense for them. Yeah, he's really good. He's going to be really, really nasty uh, for the Kings once he gets there. So, Yes. So that is kind of a representation of the OHL. Um, before we finish up with the WHL, do want to take a quick break? Uh, talk to you guys about our friends over at uh, FanDuel. So tournament is heating up, and there's no better place to get in the action uh, than FanDuel, America's number one sports book. That's right, because right now FanDuel is giving new customers a no sweat first bet up to one thousand dollars that's up to one thousand dollars back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win just go to fanduelcom slash locked on and sign up today to claim your no sweat first bet you can wager on everything from the money line to point spreads to which team will be cutting down the nets on an app that's uh, safe secure and super easy to use so don't miss your shot at a no sweat first bet up to one thousand dollars when you join fanduel today 
Just go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. Uh, make every moment more with FanDuel. All right, let's finish up um, in the West. So, of course, the Western Hockey League, the Sharks only have one player, uh, which is really sad. I like the WHL. Um, Mason Bopet, uh, he was, of course, traded midseason to the Winnipeg Ice. Uh, really, really turned his game around uh, coming over um, from coming over to uh, coming over to the Winnipeg Ice. Um, here, I'm going to pull up his splits here in a second. It's pretty insane, just like how much of a difference. So, um, started the season with the Spokane Chiefs, uh, played nine games, and was just getting absolutely murdered. Um, had a 558 goals against average and 833 save percentage, went 0 and 8 during that time. Comes over to Winnipeg Ice, who are one of the best teams in all of the WHL. Um, was Played a backup for them, 22 games, had a 308 save per, goals against average and 892 save percentage um, during that time. So, end of the season in 31 games with 875 save percentage, 415 goals against, and 761 saves. So, just absolutely kind of changed his, his season going over. That's what happens when you play with good teams and not uh, one of the worst teams in the WHL. So, they. Uh, this this team is absolutely insane. The Winnipeg Ice, uh, they're the number one seed in the WHL. Um, some of the players on their team, Zach Benson, going to be the probably fourth or fifth pick in the NHL draft this year. Matthew Savoy, top 10 pick last year. Connor Geeky, uh, high draft pick. They're Carson Lambos, like Carson Latimer, uh, or Latimer. They, they have a bajillion guys who are all really, really good. Um, it's pretty crazy that this team, they, this could be a team that is, and they've been ranked as like the first team um, in the CHL a lot this season. Like this, this is a team that could be hoisting multiple trophies um, this playoff run. So like I said, Bo Pitt's been kind of more of a backup for them. Um, they've been Daniel Hauser, um, who's played 42 games, has a 228, 917 save percentage. Um, absolutely ridiculous. Um, kind of surprised he's not 2004. I wonder if he'll, I think he's a uh, potential draft eligible player. Anyway, keep an eye on him. So, um, but again, you're playing in front of a absolutely stacked team. So, they're going to be, again, one of those teams who I think could win it all. They're really good. They have a lot of NHL-caliber players on their team right now. So plenty of, of Sharks playoff hockey to continue to watch. Um, you know, again, we're not getting – we're most likely not getting hockey playoff hockey. We're not getting any from the Sharks, of course. Uh, probably not getting any from the Barracuda. They're uh, a couple points out. Um, they're going to need to go on a, a huge run, and they're running out of bodies here. So this might be your way to enjoy some playoff hockey by watching some of the Sharks' uh, prospects. So plenty of opportunities for some of these guys to go really long. Um, you know, I think a team like – I think – I don't know. I just Sarnia. I could just see Gaudreau just kind of having his moment uh, and making a really, really deep run because I think this that team is talented. I think Gaudreau is really, really good. Uh, at, at, I think he has a chance of being really, really good. So, um, 
plenty going to be a lot of fun. So we'll continue to kind of track some of these guys as the uh, WHL playoffs go along. Um, let's see, you know, I think between Halifax, you've got Halifax, London, um, and Sarnia and Winnipeg, like all those teams potentially could win the whole thing. So yeah, it's going to be fun. Seattle Thunderbirds though. That team is ridiculous too. They have a lot of good players as well. So um Anyway, that's going to be it for me tonight. We'll be back tomorrow to recap uh, the next Sharks slaughter. I shouldn't say that. They beat the Jets. How can you beat the Jets? Anyway, um, to recap that, maybe we'll throw something fun at the end of that that podcast too as well. Um, Next week, another draft profile. Uh, Lucas Dragovich, Dragovich. I still, I've heard it like a thousand times. I like watched the videos on the highlights to try to learn the name. I'm still, uh, Liz is going to text me. Um, cause yes. Anyway, uh, half of hockey joins next week. We do have a really nice conversation about him and we talk about, um, kind of the sharks, how they've kind of remade their defensive prospect pool on the fly. So really fun conversation. Make sure you guys check that out next week. Um, make sure you guys are following the show. Again, you can follow on uh, YouTube. All the episodes drop first on YouTube um, or wherever you get your podcast. Make sure you guys are following along. That way you guys know when the latest episode is available. Here at Locked on Sharks, your team every day. That's pretty cool, right? Your team every day. Anyway, um, follow me on Twitter at my MyFryHole. Follow the show on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram at Locked on Sharks. Until... Tomorrow. Bye, friends.